Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Patrick. Today, I've got my lovely guest, Jasmine. Hi, Jasmine. Welcome. Thanks, Patrick. Hey there. Hello. So, Jasmine, how I like to start off the podcast is have my guests introduce themselves, tell everyone how long we've known each other, and how we met. Hmm. So, we've known each other since 2018, and you know I'm terrible at mental math. I know, pathetic, but I'm pretty sure that's about going on four years. And we worked together, which is the wonderful uh, way that we met. And uh, well, now we're best friends forever. Uh, of course. Absolutely. She did not coerce me to say that. Of course not. Um, no, it's true. I think I actually remember uh, we met because I was the one leading an interview uh, for a position where we work and you're one of the candidates for a written test or something. So you got to see me awkwardly just sit there in the room while you're doing the test. Exactly. And you were the voice of an angel uh, telling me that I got the job and I was successful. So uh, it was love at uh, first sight slash phone call. Slash phone call slash, oh, good, this person gave me good news. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, all right, then. So what we normally do here at Real Talk with Patrick is we either talk about a specific subject that we've already discussed in advance that we want to talk about, or we just pull from my magical teacup and uh, pick a subject that we want to talk about. Now... When talking to you, you thought, let's just go with the teacup and see where things go. Sounds good? Spontaneous is my middle name. It absolutely is, but it's not <laughs> in real life, people. But anyways, <laughs> let's just pull out a subject. Are you ready? I'm pulling her out. Oh. Okay. I'm not going to cheat. Okay. <laughs> the subject is interesting. Driving. So... I already know right away. Let's start off at the top. When did you learn how to drive? Oh, when did I learn how to drive? Uh, probably, it's like 17, 18, 17 when I started the process. And then I think I had my full license by 18, 19. So I started. Not to cut you off when you said 17, 18, I thought of the year 17, 18. And I was like... <laughs> Um, I'm pretty sure neither of us were alive back then, but okay, 17, 18, sure. Um, okay, yes, the age of 17 or 18. Yeah, sorry, let me clarify. Yes. Did you uh, did you go to uh, driving school or driver's ed, or did you just go learn on your own? So I'm a Quebec resident, so our process is a little different than uh, the Ontario side. So I was able to do, I had the book. I guess. I assume I had a book and I studied the, um, what do they call it? The written, the written part? Yeah, the written test. Yeah. Yeah, the written test. So I studied for that, went in to do it, passed on my first try, excellent driver in theory. That's what we call it, the theory. And, uh, but then I did do the driving lessons with the school, but then um, my dad also obviously gave me lessons on the side. Okay. Now... Before we get into me and my stuff about driving, uh, would you say that you were a fast learner, a quick learner? Did you make a lot of mistakes? Oh, I was a natural. You were a natural. Oh, yeah. Well, 
passed my uh, actual driving exam on the first try. This girl can parallel park, no problem. So, yeah. So I'm not familiar with the Quebec side. So I know you have your written and your regular test, like your street test. Do you have two street tests or just the one? Uh, when I did it back in 1718, it was just the one. It was just the one. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's a little different over here on the Ontario side. Mm -hmm. So I could learn to drive. Oh, my gosh. I'm probably getting the ages wrong. But 16 years old was when I could learn how to drive doing the written or as they call it here, the G1. So the G1 is where you do your written test. And then obviously you have to have someone in the car with you at all times because you can't drive on your own. Um, so I actually didn't pass my written the first time I did it. I got one or two questions wrong and it just pushed me just to the non-passing mark. Um, and it was because they... I'll blame them. It was the questions they used. They worded them in a certain way where it's like it could be tricky. But they always do. They always do. But luckily with the written, you're able to take it again right away. And you just paid like an extra 10 bucks. Okay. So I did that. And I passed on the second try. Okay. So I did that. Did my driving. And then I did. Is it for my. Yeah. My G2. Yeah. Then it was, uh, I went to driver's ed because you had to wait a full year before you could do your G2 or like your second portion of your license where you could drive on your own now, but you could only be out on the road so late. You could only have so many people in the vehicle. Uh, you could like, I think only have, I can't write, there were all these rules. You have no alcohol, obviously or anything um so but if you went to driver's ed you were your time wait time got reduced so you could go after i think eight months instead of waiting 12 months okay maybe there's something similar okay yeah maybe there's something similar but yeah so i went to driver's ed and because i lived in the country it was like during the summertime and it was of course with almost all the kids in my grade because of course it's the country that's who everyone <laughs> goes to there's like the one driving school in town but uh that was good i was very fortunate this driving school because there were two there was this was like the um private one or there's the one through the school i guess okay so the one through the school they had it was like group drivers ed so when you'd have to go out on the road there were a bunch of yous in the car oh weird and you would take turns oh which sure. yeah so the private it's it's extra stressful <laughs> so luckily the private one that i went to it's just one-on-one -on -one, okay. which is better but also super awkward right because then it's just you awkwardly sitting in silence with the instructor yeah. And because we lived in the country and not close to the city, when you had to learn like highways or like street roads and this and that or certain things, you'd have to travel to the city to learn. Oh, that's odd. Yeah. So we, and like to get to the city, it was always about like 
40 minutes to get to because that's how far we lived in the country. So we'd have to take the highway and then go downtown Ottawa and then learn all the side streets, the one ways, the this, the that, and getting on and off the highway. And so that was always fun. And then luckily I didn't have to do any parallel parking downtown. Okay. Just like at uh, like side streets or like roads, main roads in the country in Kempville. But, uh, yeah, so then I did my G2 past flying colors, and then you had to wait, I think, another eight months or a year before you could do your G, which is your full license. long process. It's a long process. And then I passed and got my full license right away because I went to the one in Smith Falls. Okay. For my full license because the one in... Winchester, which is not too far from Kempville, uh, you could do your G2 license there, but then you needed to go to Smith Falls or into Ottawa to do your G license because that's where they either took you on the highway or made you do emergency stops and stuff like that. And Winchester had no highways. Right. Big city. <laughs> Gotta go to the big city. Gotta go to the big city. But uh, that was driving for me. Now, I do remember when I was learning, look at me, I'm talking away. Uh, I do remember when I was learning, my mom and dad both taught me and my dad was a panicker. So he'd be like, be like, watch out for that. Watch out for that. Watch out for that. And then he'd like, just throw his hands up in the air, cover his eyes and like scream, but not tell me what I need to watch out for. That's not stressful at all. No, of course not. But then... My mom was the absolute opposite. We would be driving down like the highway or something and quiet, peaceful. All of a sudden she'd yell, dear, <laughs> to see if I would flinch or majorly react. And she's like, good, you remained calm. Ah. <laughs> Just throwing obstacles that don't even exist in your way. Exactly. So that was kind of like my driving experience. Also, I did do my tests, my two driving tests in a minivan. Oh, that's not a small feat. No. So I can always say, hey, I did it in a minivan. I didn't do it in a car. I did it in a van, which is harder. Wait, those blind spots? Because that's mm-hmm. where they like like to catch you, right? Yeah. They'll- Heads constantly turning side to side, show you're watching your blind spots, but in yeah. a minivan, oof. Yeah, and it wasn't one of those fancy minivans that had like all the little cheating cameras and stuff. It this was just seventeen eighteen. Yeah, this was seventeen eighteen here. Uh, this was like horse and buggy minivan. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was driving. Do you have anything else you want to add about driving? Any past memories, thoughts? love to drive love to drive and favorite thing to do is you know crack up uh, or crank up sorry the tunes and sing along the best best part of going for a drive yeah what's your go-to songs usually uh you know spontaneity is my middle name my playlist my all of my songs are typically on shuffle all of them so i never know what's going to come up that can lead to like chronic skipping, but sometimes Spotify gets it right. 
Um, so for me, usually on a road trip, it's always like a lot of classic pop from like the nineties and the early two thousands. But again, a lot of shuffle with a lot of skipping sometimes, but I always forget this song, but I always enjoy it when it comes on during a road trip. So usually shut up and drive by Rihanna. Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Classic. Your girl Riri. My girl Riri. That's a classic for me. Um, Obviously, a lot of Britney. Britney's good. And you know what? On the way up to the cottage this summer, hit me, baby, one more time. Mm. Oh, my goodness. That beat. I'm sorry. You can't replicate it. Yeah. Hit me, baby, one more time. I think I remember just driving one day with some friends, and that came on, and it was like, ugh. Roll down all the windows, crank that up. We're going all out. Yes. Yeah. Great too. But uh, driving also, though, comes with road rage sometimes. So, Jasmine, now it's time to be honest. Do you have road rage? You know what? I do. I am a very confident driver and I have zero patience for nonsense on the road. And so uh, if you can't drive, get off the road. Have you flipped someone off? No, I'm also a very kind person. So I might be freaking out inside of my car, but I won't shame you. Okay. Have you honked angrily? Uh, I have, and people have put my life in danger, you know, they're swerving all over the place, you have no idea what's going on, but I never want to shame anybody, because you have no idea what day they are having, and perhaps it has triggered their poor driving, or they suck at driving, I don't know, but I'd rather not be that person to make somebody's day worse, because of road rage, you know what I mean? Okay. Um, I'd say I'm also a bit of a rager sometimes, as they call it. Um, usually it's slow drivers. They're the ones that always get me or on the highway, it's the constant lane changers. Or the ones that are in the fast lane that aren't going fast. Yeah. I can feel my butt like bubbling already. I'm pretty sure even a few times we've driven. Yeah had road rage together like what are you doing yeah (laughs) yeah pretty much but uh i mean you and i do have some road rage but i think we like handle it well yes we keep it in check for the most part but unfortunately sometimes i can feed off of each other sometimes (laughs) too absolutely but uh also driving another another thing you have to come clean is have you ever gotten any tickets? Good question, Patrick. This girl has gotten zero tickets, oh, except for you. a parking ticket. I've got a parking ticket a few times, but not many, considering I've been driving since 17, 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not bad. Only parking, never speeding, never anything like that. You know what? Honestly, same here. I've only gotten one parking ticket ever, nothing else. And it ticked me off that I got the ticket because it was, I was going to meet someone on a date 
and I parked downtown in one of those parking lots. And I think we were meeting around six, six ten or something, six fifteen. And you know how downtown is sometimes with their signage and stuff. So it had like that machine where you could pay for parking to put the slip in the window. But I'm like, it's after six. I think it says after six, it's free. That's fine. So I didn't put a ticket because I'm like, it's fine. I swear. I swear Bylaw was waiting. They were waiting in that parking lot because when I came back later and found the ticket, they issued the ticket literally two minutes after I walked away from my car. Yeah, they were totally waiting. Mm -hmm. They were totally waiting. Yeah. No, honestly, parking tickets. I actually got a parking ticket while working. Ugh. I was on site. And, you know, I didn't think, like, I was in what area? Um, oh, my goodness, like, near Ottawa U. And I didn't think, like, I was over by a bit, but, like, who's circulating at this time of the day? Bylaw is. <laughs> See, I also thought of fighting my ticket, but I was like, <laughs> the hassle of having to go in person and do it, I'm like, just shut up and pay it online and let it go. <laughs> Like, work in the building <laughs> i was just like shut it me just just pay the ticket let it go i don't care get away ignore it whatever mm. but ugh, yeah and final question about driving car accidents ah good one uh car accidents so i've only been in one car accident thankfully and I wasn't at fault. I was stopped at a light. I was actually at the Hazel Dean and, oh my goodness, Hazel Dean, I don't know, around going into Stittsville. And uh, I was waiting at a red light. There was a minivan in front of me. And we were all going to be turning left. And we're stopped. There was no going. Our light was red. And this beamer... I guess wasn't paying attention and rear ends me and bangs me into the minivan ahead of me. And I had a Honda Civic at the time, a two door Honda Civic. Uh, cop showed up and they're like, yeah, you know, just tell us what happened. And I was like, yeah, I was just sitting here. No, no, no. Guy ran me. He's like, yeah, and this jerk comes up. And I was like, yeah, he just hit me. Um, luckily I was able to drive my car home. I wasn't alone. My partner was with me. And uh, we drove home. I do have a back injury that's <laughs> really recuperated from whiplash, I guess. Um, but shortly after, my car stopped working. Like, I couldn't turn the ignition. So I uh, ended up making an insurance claim. I got reimbursed uh, almost the full amount that I paid for the car. Wow. And uh, put that towards... Uh, my Mazda that I still drive. Nice. Yeah, that was the only car accident. How about you? So I've been in the odd like fender bender, but I don't consider those like car accidents. Um, like a fender bender usually has like no scratches, no nothing. It's like, a, oops, sorry, or whatever. Or it's like with another parked vehicle 
And I've done like the whole note thing. I think I've done the note thing. I'm sure I've done the note thing. Let's <laughs> say I've done the note thing. Um, but a car accident, kind of similar to you, but not similar. So I was on the highway. I was on the 417 during rush hour going home. And the cars in front were stopping and they had stopped and I had stopped because they're like we stopped we were stopped and I looked in the rearview mirror and I saw this giant truck bolting right at me and I'm like they're not going to stop in time sure enough she smashes into me and propels me and I was far enough from the car in front of me propels me right into the car in front of me so we all pull over to the side of the highway get out she apologizes and i know in canada they've now passed that law i think in 2009 where apology doesn't mean you're claiming um fault because <laughs> that's a thing that can happen but not in canada anyways um she had two dogs with her in her truck loose and uh, the dogs are fine because <laughs> I know that's what you were worried about. Um, anyways, the guy in front of me when we pulled over, he came like to me pissed. And I was like, don't look at me. It was her. It's all her fault. She smashed into me, pushed me into you. So his car was somewhat fine. Her truck, it's a truck, is fine. My car damaged on both ends. So <laughs> Where were you driving then? I was driving the Mazda still. Oh, I still have the Mazda. So we collect all the information. She wasn't even from town. She lived in Kingston. Oh. Uh-huh. Anyways, so I took a copy of, like, license and registration and her insurance, which her insurance showed that it was expired. But I was like, whatever, not my problem. That's a you problem. <laughs> um, I was alone, got home. Didn't call the police because it was one of those, should we call the police? Should we not call the police? We all have the information. We're all okay. Let's just go. It's rush hour. Let's just go. So got home right away, called my insurance, filed a claim. So got the car repaired. But yeah, kind of like you, I still kind of to this day whiplash and my back and stuff i had to go to physio for a while and everything because it was like kind of pretty bad whiplash they said but uh whatever they repaired my car and now it was good as new so took it and yeah cars man i tell you sometimes they're death traps yep love them but you hate them yeah, they get you to point A to point B, but you always have to be careful. But we're the best drivers, clearly. <laughs> it's everyone else's fault. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that is totally the case. Yes. Now, if we're done with driving, I thought we could do maybe one more subject before the end of the podcast. All right, it's time for our next subject. Let me go ahead and pull her out. This and that, shaking, shaking, shaking. And, well, Jasmine, looks like it's photography. Ooh. I know how much of a photography fanatic you can be sometimes. Yes. So, 
before we get into your photography, I'll talk about my photography first, get the boring stuff out of the way. So there was a photography class in my high school and it was offered to grade 12 students, but it was the most popular class for some reason that it was always hard to get into. There was always a long wait list, Mm. this, that, and the other thing. So I ended up never taking photography. Oh, you didn't. No, I didn't take it because there was a wait list, this and that. So I ended up just deciding, you know what, skip photography. Let's just go somewhere else. So I ended up taking, I took yearbook, obviously, because yearbook was a class. And uh, yep, same here. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, earth studies. Interesting. I mean, there were a bunch of other classes I took, but I think those were like the two. I think I took yearbook when I didn't have to because I could have just had an extra spare. Oh, okay. But I was like, oh, no, I want to be part of the yearbook. Um, Earth Studies was the one I took because I had to take something like better. I have no clue what it was. I don't know why I did. I don't know how it worked. But anyways, Earth Studies. And that was boring as sin. Kind of sounds boring. Super boring. But anyways, that's like, and then I got a camera for my parents' anniversary. Actually, hold on. I'm going to get it for our um, for our video viewers. So this was the camera. Ooh, a classic. The classic Sony CyberShot camera. Don't even know if it still works. Probably does. But uh Our cell phone probably takes better photos at this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yes, this was the camera that I got my parents for their anniversary because before that it was always just um oh my gosh. What is it? The cameras that you take to the <laughs> to get processed. What are those called? <laughs> What? The photos that you, the cameras that you do? But the camera that you would buy, disposable cameras. <laughs> I can't even remember the name. Disposable cameras. We used to use disposable cameras before that. This was the first ever, like, reusable camera that we had. Um, so. I know went after the term reusable camera. The reusable camera. So we used to, so I bought them this. I think it was like expensive at the time, right? Because this was, this was a big deal. It was. And uh, so I used this for like some photo taking and stuff and whatever. But we also had like the crappiest computers at the time. So, and you know, these cameras came with that like long cable. I think all cameras still do. No, they now do uploads via Wi-Fi. What? Yeah. So I had to use that cable to like connect it. Or even if you wanted to like show pictures on the TV, you had that long cable that you plug with the cords. So that's what we use. So this like, this baby got us through like our first New York trip in 2002. Um, Yeah. It, it got us through a lot of stuff, but this was the camera I used, and I think I only did, like, 
some super fancy ones, but like it had all these features. It had like snow feature or yeah. water feature, landscape, nighttime, person at night, um, a timed one, video. Like this was this was the thing. But anyways, that's like the closest I've gotten to photography minus like Instagram taking selfies and pictures <laughs> on your phone. But I know you're a bit of a photography person. So why don't you tell us about that? Well, photography is something that I got into during COVID. Um, and it was always something that I wanted to get into. And, you know, I had one of those old school cameras as well, the reusable cameras, as you call it. Um, and then obviously our phones were able to take much better photos. And so felt like I was always good at getting a good shot. Um, so the ones that I like to use, and this guy is older than your reusable camera. Look. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness, a Polaroid. A Polaroid, baby. Can you hear it even powering up? Yes. Now, ones? <laughs> be before you go into your story about Polaroids, so we never had a Polaroid camera, okay. but our friends had a Polaroid camera when I was a child, and you know how you had to, like, Usually after you take the picture, you'd like wave your hand around with the little picture to have it develop. Yes. Because it usually sometimes needed like heat or like warmth or like. Actually a myth. It's a myth? Yeah. They say just leave it in like a darker space and let it develop. Interesting. Yeah. So it was funny though, because I was always considered warm blooded or I was always warm and hot. So when we would take pictures with the Polaroid camera outside in the winter time, they would hold the picture to my head <laughs> and it would develop a lot faster <laughs> than it would outside just on its own. But that's the only thing I have about Polaroids. Carry on. Well, that guy, that little gem, I haven't named my Polaroid, but I guess it is a Polaroid. So... Um, the film for that is extremely expensive for eight sheets. So it's a bit of a, I don't know how you would put it, but that's on special occasions. You pull out the Polaroid. <laughs> so Taylor Swift's 1984 album where she has all those Polaroid pictures. She yeah. must've dropped a lot of money. Oh yeah. But it's T Swift. So of course. exactly. And then this guy let me unveil this guy has a name okay and this is a sony a6000 mirrorless camera let me just pull this wonderful little guy is named sam oh very cute of meet sam photography yes so, uh i did start doing it and i started an instagram page called meet sam photography and uh, just having fun with it and uh, exploring and learning all the new techniques with it and hoping that, you know, maybe uh, some people might connect with the photos. And I believe one of your previous um, guests, uh, Gavin, was the first person to purchase a Meet Sam photography photo. Oh, really? Yes, his choice was... and of the Ottawa locks by the canal. 
Oh, wow. That's fair. Look at you. Congratulations. Thank you. We love people that support local photographers and artists. Yes. So maybe one day he'll be really rich if I become successful. So go love my stuff. Yes. Um, so you said you've always been a fan and COVID got you into it. Now, what was it about COVID that all of a sudden made you decide, hey, I'm going to start taking pictures? You know, I decided to get serious about my talents. Maybe am I going out on a limb saying I've got talent? I don't know. <laughs> I guess time will tell. But I know that it was something that I wanted to explore. And so like many things that I've been exploring during COVID, because what else are we going to do? Uh, decide to explore that avenue of one of many little things for us to keep busy during COVID. So, Okay. Now, I have checked your Instagram account. Love it. Meet Sam Photography. Um, and I've noticed there's been some different types of pictures. There's been ones of animals or your dog and uh, land <laughs> landscape pictures. And sometimes, uh, I don't know photography terms, but I'm going to say portraits or like of a person profile. Um, so what's kind of your favorite? Do you have a specific favorite? That's a really good question. And I don't know if I necessarily have a favorite. I love portraits, but... I also love candid shots of people in motion. You know, I find those are um, the best photos one can have of themselves, just living life instead of posing in, you know, a way that you want to be seen. You know, when they're candid, it's as you are living life. And those are the ones that will mean the most later on because it's a snapshot of your life at any given time, just you doing you, you being you. And I try and capture, based on what I know of a person, I try and capture what I feel is, I don't know, their truest form or one of the best parts of them. I don't know whether they're funny or they're goofy or they're sexy or they're just really kind. I try and capture that. And uh, hopefully in time, I'll get really good at it. But uh, I'm not too shabby, I don't think, at this point. I think you're pretty awesome. Thanks. Um so candid photos i love candid photos personally but i always wonder if they really are candid or are they staged to be to look candid now obviously some can be staged obviously but uh what do you think of a staged candid do you think it's just being fake and shoving it in our face that oh look I'm trying so hard to be candid like sometimes those wedding photos of like the couple laughing or something like that that really look amazing and really are the best sometimes I'm like is that really just a candid shot of them laughing or was that staged what are your thoughts on that I think there's a time and place for everything um you know, those stage ones add an element of, I guess, creativity and trying to capture the mood on that day. Um, but I think really a photographer, even though they appear to be staged and like obviously you go out to a park and you take some pictures, you didn't happen to be walking there on your wedding day. You planned to go there. <laughs> so there's some element of it that's staged. But I think depending on the photographer, 
And if they really know the couple, they'll be able to capture those truly candid moments within that event and within that, um, I don't know, within the park, even though it's a staged, uh, staged photo shoot, I think a good photographer would be able to get those truly warm, heartwarming uh, shots that a couple, let's say, on their wedding day are looking for. Okay. But that being said, for events, I understand the staged, candid shots, but otherwise it should be natural. Otherwise it feels like fast food. Ooh, I like that analogy. Yeah. Now, as a photographer, do you prefer outdoor shots, indoor shots, natural lighting? Uh, I don't know the word for fake lighting. <laughs> I love outdoors and I love natural light and I love natural scenery. But um, when you're really narrowing in on the detail, you know, one of my favorite shots and it was one of the first ones I took with my camera when I got it, my dog Siggy, his paws. And it was just his paws and he's a tricolor dog. And you could see like the wood grain of the hardwood floor because he was just sleeping and just the contrast and the graininess in the floor and the softness of his little paw pads. I think you can find some really neat elements and details like that. Interesting. That's always interesting. Now I've been part of a photo shoot before, not a professional photo shoot, but one where it was like a bunch of friends and I, uh, went out, one of them had like a camera, kind of like a fancy one. I call them fancy ones. <laughs> fancy cameras and a tripod. And uh, we went out to uh, a dog park, actually, like out in the woods. And uh, it was winter time, So it was like throwing snow in the air and all that stuff. And I think was... I remember that one. Yeah. And one of my favorite candid moments, because it was a candid moment, it wasn't faked, was <laughs> I was wearing earmuffs because I don't know what it is. I like earmuffs at winter time, even though personally, I don't think I can always pull them off. But earmuffs and I like grabbed them on the side while I was laughing and smiling while snow was falling. Now, what season would you say might be your favorite Ooh, that is a tough one. Um, considering I only got my camera in August, I've only had the opportunity to really shoot in the fall, I guess summery, but really fall and winter, although I haven't taken any winter shots. I've been bad. Um, I'm really looking forward to taking shots in the spring because spring is my favorite season and catching, you know, the rebirth in the the growing of the trees and the opening of flowers and all of that fun stuff. So I'm looking forward to being able to take a shot at those. No pun intended. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> okay. All right. Settle down now. <laughs> okay. Well, it's been honestly a blast talking with you. I know it's already coming to an end already. Oh. I could talk to you forever, right. but uh, what I like to do at the end of our podcast, my podcast, is uh, I like to ask my guests a spontaneous question, 
And I'll answer it as well. So I have two for you, though. All right. So my questions for you are, since we were talking about photography, which famous person living would you like to photograph and why? And then which destination in the world, wherever, would you like to photograph and why? Wow, that is a good question. And one that I've never even thought of. <laughs> um, who would I like to photograph and where? You know what? I don't even know. I don't even have an answer for you. Uh, as you know, I love out west and I love the mountains and I'm a mountain girl. Um, so I would love to be able to get some shots um, of the mountains. But to be honest, my favorite thing to do would be to photo, like shoot regular people doing regular things. In all okay. honesty, just people in their element. Would the right answer be to shoot Patrick? That would be the right <laughs> answer because that's both where ish and then famous person me of course, of course. that's the and best answer would love to and you know as i mentioned the next collection that i'm thinking of for hands i was thinking of you Ooh, maybe model <laughs> hand model you never know <laughs> <laughs> okay well so when i asked you the question i'm like oh what would i say so, a uh, famous person, sorry, Jasmine, it wasn't going to be you. <laughs> All right. Uh, I was going to say, I don't want to be cliche and be like, oh, Rihanna, because I do love Rihanna. Um, I don't want to steal your thunder, but I feel like I also know a second somebody. Ooh. Who? Ariana. Ooh, Ariana would be another good one um ariana would be good oh my gosh famous person honestly you know what michelle obama wow like i think she would be a good person to photograph um because even her photo of her on the front page of her book is an awesome photo it is and i don't know what it is but I find she's very glamorous without being intentionally glamorous. It's just who she is. It's like, it's just what she brings out. And I mean, what she was wearing at uh, the Biden inauguration was gorgeous. She always knocks it out of the park. She always knocks it out of the park. So I think I'd like to photograph Michelle Obama. Um, location wise for me, uh, I like how you said the mountains for me. I'm someone that really enjoys the woods. Mm. So I would probably think like somewhere deep in the woods or like where there's a nice little waterfall or even like a small lake or river passing through something like that. Cause that's always been uh, 
maybe that can be a subject for the future, but that was like the woods with like a river or a waterfalls kind of like, you know, when you're supposed to go to sleep and you're trying to think of like your happy place. Yes. That's my happy place. (laughs) Nice. So something like that, I'd say. Okay. But yeah. Good one. Right. I feel like you prepped for that because now I kind of want to say Michelle Obama, but. (laughs) I mean, I didn't really prep for it. It just came to my mind, but I know I have the greatest answers. It's fine. (laughs) Um, But like I said, that's the end of our podcast today. Thank you so much for being a guest. Did you have some fun? Oh my goodness. It's always loads of fun. I'd say maybe a little too much fun. I don't want it to end. I know. Well, I'm sure I'll have you back because you've been a wonderful guest And is there anything you'd like to say before we wrap up? Well, just thank you for watching, supporting my bestie, Patrick. And I hope you stay tuned and continue following for the next best video. Maybe I'll be back. Maybe she'll be back. She'll more than likely be back. (laughs) But uh, so thanks again for everyone listening uh, to Real Talk with Patrick. You can always find the podcast wherever podcasts are found. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, anything like that. Don't forget to check out Meet Sam Photography on Instagram. Be sure to give a follow, thumbs up, likes, everything. Give some love to my friend here. And uh, until next time, have a great day. Goodbye. Goodbye.